Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Diggs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. This week, we are finishing off our ultimate bro movies theme with the 2001 classic, The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Sup, bro? Sup, bro? I think I said hey, furious. Up? I think it's more furious, but... Fast and the fur in the Furbies. Fast, fast in the Furbies. Fast in the Furry. Fast in the Furry Vengeance with uh, Brendan Brendan Fraser. Um, Is that sweet. a Mummy well, Three? Huh? Is that Mummy Three? Are you talking about the cuddly little uh, uh, snow monsters in the Mummy Three? Or no, there's actually a movie called Furry Vengeance in which Brendan Fraser gets attacked by all the woodland creatures around his house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I missed it. I read a review online. I'm not a fan. So, I, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Dan, yeah, Danny and I are doing Fast and the Furious this week, and we're both pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, dude. There's sure. a, it's a big franchise. It's had a lot of success, and uh, after watching this movie, I, I think I know kind of why. But um, we can dig into that more as we as we get large or get farther into the discussion of that movie. But first, we're gonna break down the bro down and dig into some stuff that we thought was interesting this week to discuss. So, uh, without further ado, do you want do you want me to lead off the charge with this week's bro down there? There digs. Uh, sure. Yeah, dig into it. <laughs> um, sweet. Well, did you first? First off, I'll start with a question. Did you watch the uh, McGregor and Mayweather fight this Saturday? That's actually a, a funny story. So I was working. I was bartending uh, Saturday night at my restaurant, and every, pretty much everybody that was working wanted to be watching the fight, and uh, the chef got the fight on his phone. And so there's a huge glass like wall that's looking into our kitchen. So it's like a fine dining restaurant um, out here in Los Angeles. And so there's this huge glass wall so people can see the inside of the kitchen. You know, kind of a cool thing. You can see what's cooking. Yeah. And uh, basically all everybody that was in the entire restaurant could just look in there and see a group of probably about 10 to 12 people huddled around a little phone. All the people that are supposed to be serving them are <laughs> sitting in the kitchen and just going, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I I quarter watched the fight, but I know what happened. I was extremely excited for it, and uh, yeah. Were you actually excited about it? Yeah, I... Uh, um, well, because you, you got really into boxing for a while there. You, you fight and stuff <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> I drive down to Tijuana almost every night and then uh DJ just to you know try to get my numbers up. But uh I'm if you know me, I'm so far from a boxer. I'm such a wimp. It's no, actually though, I mean you would probably fit pretty well into I don't know what it's called, like welterweight or whatever. I mean yeah. it's like if you I mean cuz those guys they don't weigh much. They're yeah, just what jacked. was it? One forty-eight when they weighed. Uh, when they weighed McGregor, I think he was one forty-eight. McGregor like, weighs wow. one forty-eight. Isn't that interesting? It was one fifty-one and one forty-eight. I believe uh, Mayweather was one fifty-one, and McGregor was one forty-eight. 
Gosh, that's that's something that I also even thought about bringing up was the fact that why was everybody making such a big deal about like the middleweight guy? Like I don't know. I'm I'm used to that. See that, and that brings me to my my bro down here is um, boxing is cool and it was fun to watch everybody get so into it. I had been looking at this fight and I seriously thought that it had happened over the last three weekends. Like every weekend, I thought it was over with. You know. Just because I wasn't anticipating it in any way, but I kept seeing stuff <laughs> online like, oh, yeah, that must be this weekend. And then another week would go by. And I was like, that didn't happen yet. Like, how is that not possible? Um, so I don't know what all the hype was with this uh, with this fight. But um, I mean, it was entertaining. I definitely I didn't really watch it live or anything, but I watched some of the replays and stuff like that. But uh, boxing is an interesting sport. And it lends itself to sports movies so freaking well, man. Yeah. Um, I just watched the movie Warrior, and it was the second oh, time yeah. I had seen it. And have you watched that movie recently? Not recently, but I've I've seen it, and I loved it. Tom Hardy. I just love Tom Hardy. You are a big Tom Hardy fan. I'm a big Joel <laughs> Edgerton fan. So it's um, – but it's Warrior is about – Warrior is about two brothers. They go into this MMA fight, and uh, – they end up having to square off against each other at the end. Um, and it's it's really good. Like teared I teared up a couple times during it and I was I was just totally blown away. And it got me thinking about, man, like Rocky is so good. Uh Creed was amazing. Um also Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe is such a good movie. Yeah. And I am so interested in boxing movies and love those movies so much, but I have zero interest in boxing itself when it actually happens in real life. Well, that's be I actually uh, that's because nowadays boxing is not at all what is portrayed in the movies. You know, back in the day when you had Mike Tyson um, and these guys that were just rugged and they would literally just beat the beat the crap out of me and my uh, they would beat the crap out of each other. And uh, it was it was a, a talented spectacle, you know, a spectacle to watch. Nowadays, you have the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight that was hyped up, you know, not as much as the McGregor fight, but it was at the time one of the most hyped up fights ever. And then basically, people pay a hundred dollars just to—I I think it was a hundred dollars—to sit and watch these guys dance around for thirty minutes, like they barely even touched each other. Um, and it came down to the points, to, down to the cards, and. It's just like unfair, you know, especially to the people that are just like excited about boxing to watch it. And then you just sit there and you're like, gosh, <laughs> what are they doing? They're just they're just trying to like win. They're just trying to like wait it out. Um, and that's why this fight was so exciting, because you have McGregor coming over from UFC and um, he's just. He's a, a beast of a man, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, he's he's an animal, and it's and it was exciting to to think about what could happen. Um, and then once again, I mean, everybody has said, uh, and I watched the highlights. I guess I can't really, you know, speak too much about it because I didn't watch the entire thing. Um, but from what I saw, it was a pretty good fight, and uh, you know, McGregor just didn't have the endurance at the end. But, Which is kind of what Mayweather does, from what I've yeah. read and what I know yeah. is that just he pretty much just out. waits his opponents out mm-hmm. and yeah. pulls like a. Because wasn't that what Muhammad Ali did against? Um, who did he do that? George Foreman. 
<laughs> I'm serious. I know. Probably, it probably was. I don't know. I, you know, I, now it's embarrassing because so if somebody's really into sports, I don't know that much. But I know that Muhammad Ali, I in his know. biggest fight, waited somebody out and then he just knocked him out and it was sick. But yeah. Anyway, um, that's kind of what. So apparently, this was a pretty good fight. Yeah. Um, which is cool, but it still isn't compared to like what you see in the movies. Like that ending fight in Creed is just. Oh. It's I mean, imagine so watching tight. that live. You're just like, oh, that's literally what you'd be like. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that's at the end of uh, at the end of Warrior. I was like standing up, holding my hands over my head like, oh, my God, because I, I hadn't watched it in a really long time. So I kind of forgot how that movie I need to watch goes. It now, yeah. And I was just standing up like freaking out man that movie is so good you should watch it it's so awesome i need to watch that one again here soon i literally almost put on facebook right afterwards warrior is the best sports movie ever and it's it's well, in my it's in my top three now man as far you as sports know the greatest go. sports movie ever made greatest game ever played greatest game ever played but <laughs> <laughs> i know it's miracle greatest game ever played and warrior <laughs> so. i'll have to i'll have to see warrior because now that that excites me i remember the titans is up there too and coach your carter. hall of fame in my book your hall of fame in my book oh coach carter hey, i know Good see and that's too. and that's something that i think that we're gonna have to get to eventually um within these themes that we're doing is we're gonna have to do maybe sports movie month or even break down a specific uh, hey uh Okay, I'm just throwing this out there. This is one of the last podcasts for August. I don't know if you had anything planned for September. No, no, we haven't yet. Uh, Chick flicks was thrown around, but. Okay, okay. Uh, September happens to be my birthday month, and uh, I am a big sports fan. I would not be opposed to doing sports movies. Just throwing that out there. We should talk about that later. And but I, I'm I down. just bring in the birthday thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it is my birthday. So, God, okay, man, we'll do it. <laughs> Let's just do everything you want to do for an entire month because it's your birthday. And it is my birthday. So. <laughs> happy, happy 23rd, man. <laughs> happy 17th, buddy. <laughs> just have no idea how old my own brother is. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, that, that's pretty much all I had to say is that uh, Warrior's awesome, boxing movies are awesome in general, and uh, it's funny because I have zero interest in that fight, so. Yeah, yeah, there I go. mean, it, there you have it. There that's, you have it. But what do you, what do you got for the bro down this week? Well, I, I, I've just been debating between two, and I'm still torn in my head. Um, I'll just go with my, uh, since we talked a little bit serious, talked about some sports, um, we'll bring it over to the lighter side, um, as opposed to the dark side, foreshadowing. Where in the world is another Last Jedi trailer? I know we just released the podcast on the first one. Yeah. It is, we're borderline September here. We're getting <laughs> closer, and I have seen nothing, which is a good thing, you know. I'm, I'm excited. I like the anticipation, but boy, oh boy, I am just sitting here every day checking my phone, checking... All news sources just like, come on, Ryan Johnson, like release just something, another 30 seconds something, 60 seconds something, release a full trailer. And you know it's coming one of these days. You know it's going to it's gonna happen. 
So that's kind of just my burning or my uh, what I'm what I'm, my my bro down for the week. Um, just because I I'm getting frustrated. I hear I you, it. man. But at the same time, um, that kind of bodes well because does, I don't yeah. want to get too much information and as much as I want so badly to see more, I also don't, it's, you know, he, it's the marketing campaign that we didn't want, but it's the one we need, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, we don't need that much information and maybe it's better if we all can just be patient and just see, I mean, if that's the last trailer that we get, that, that would suck. But at the same time, maybe that's a good It'd thing. It'd be great. I mean, yeah, at the same time, you'd go into it close to blind, which is how you want to go into, you know, go into a movie. Nowadays, well, we, we're just spoiled. We talk about that a lot, too, how, how much of a difference it would make if you went into a movie without ever having seen a trailer. Yeah. If, you know, you saw a poster and you're like, oh, that looks cool. You know, I, that's, mm-hmm. it would be, it'd be a different world that we live in because many, many film successes are dependent upon the trailer you know yeah and trailer making is and become, if it does well trailer making trailers has become an art within itself you know there's yeah. people whose yeah. entire job is just devoted to making trailers and many times trailers are way better than the movie i mean that's that's yeah. something that we could talk about sometime too is like the best trailers of all time i remember the clash of the titans trailer or the 300 oh. trailer oh dude the wrath of the sick. titans trailer was the same exact and the clash of the titans the Wrath of the Titans. So the Clash yeah, of the they... Titans came out and it was terrible and the trailer was amazing. And then, so I was like, no way I'm going to see that second one. And then the trailer for it came out and I was like, I can still think of the song. I can still think of the song from the Clash of the Titans trailer, man. It was just like that heavy metal guitar, just like, bat, 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 bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's still it's cemented yeah. in my brain. And I love the 300 it. trailer. 300 trailer was great. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember the first time I saw that it was during uh, during the film Apocalypto. No, that's the other way around. During I can't remember the film when I saw Apocalypse it. now. I'm like, geez, when I... you're like, you were alive in 79. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? Um, when was Apocalypse now? Maybe 79. We'll see. If I don't I know. Right I thought you that. were pulling that out. I was going to be. That's a, it's a guess. stuck with it. It's a guess. It's a guess. It's a wild guess. Um, but no, I yeah, I I agree, man. I think that I think that it would be nice to get another trailer, but um, I've kind of I've kind of settled down on the Star Wars buzz, just kind of resigning myself to patience and not getting super jacked up because as close it is as close as it is, it's still far away. And if I start if I start losing control and like getting really obsessed with Star Wars, then I'm just gonna I'm gonna lose it and have You're to. You're gonna spiral. Yeah, I'm gonna it it gets bad, you know you know <laughs> you know oh, how know. bad it gets. <laughs> I know I know how it gets. <laughs> I know, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just it's just one of those things that uh, I've been sitting here every single day, just like oh man, I just. I think about Star Wars so much. It's I do hilarious. too. I do too. Game of Thrones has definitely like replaced that for a while. Like this last season of Game of Thrones, I've been so amped on Game of Thrones that I yeah. haven't been as obsessed with Star Wars. 
Um, which is nice. It's nice to have something that kind of takes over, uh, takes over for a bit, but yeah, now that's over, man, I'm right back into star Wars fever. again. You know, something that might help you a little bit is something that I just got back into is stranger things. We're watching it again. Um, this, this is honestly just the second time for me, but going through it, I mean, obviously I saw it the first time and it was just incredible, but going through it again, even though you think, you know, everything that happens, it's almost it's it's not quite like watching it for the first time again, but it's so good. Oh my gosh! Too scary for me. Oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot. I'm like too afraid to watch. You still sleep Stranger with plastic things. sheets? I forgot. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I've thought about rewatching Stranger Things now that it's coming out because I only saw it the one time. Yeah. So that yeah, that that's a good idea. That's that's a that's a strong anyway, idea. Anyway, though, that's my bro down. I just I'm. Um, as everybody knows, I'm just really, I like Star Wars a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Hey, we're, we're the Star Wars guys. So yeah. I, I think I like Star Wars over more than everybody I know, except yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I, yeah, I think I like it more than everybody in the world. More than any, I'm the best Star Wars. I'm the best. Gosh, fan. dude, that's, we, we should do like a Star Wars trivia episode or something and just like. Go back. And I would, forth, yeah. Try to do something. I would be like in, that. and then and then a few uh, huge Star Wars fans would listen to our podcast and be like, <laughs> "You fools!" <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. uh, but they're probably not as charming as we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> or as furious. Ah, uh, came came, on the, came in with that one pretty fast, huh? That was, yeah, there yeah. we go. Uh, all right, well let's get to let's get to the topic tonight, man. Let's do we it. got uh, got some thoughts about the Fast and the Furious, not any of the other seven movies, just the first one. We're talking just the, the strictly fate of their or no, it's the Fast, the Furious the Fast, Fury, the, the Fast, Furious Five, the oh man, the fate what of the it? Fast and the Furious, the fate of the Fast and the Furious Five. <laughs> the magnificent fast and furious uh but uh so this is this is actually funny because the first episode that danny and i ever recorded together which i don't know if we'll ever release that um it was totally rough and uncut uh but was about fast and the furious seven and um we hadn't really seen any of the other movies and just decided to talk about that for like a half hour. Um, but it definitely inspired the idea to do to do this episode about the original Fast and the Furious. And this is this is a good one to talk about because these movies have spurred another seven movies and now they're coming out with a ninth. There's No, just... they're not coming out with another one, are they? I thought so. They just came out with the last one, The Fate of the Furious, last year. No, there's going to be another. There's going to be another? I have no idea, man. What do you I think? I'm think so. reading this stuff every day, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume that they're going to keep going. But there's just as many, uh, there's more Fast and Furious movies than there are Star Wars right now. Or maybe the same amount. There's eight. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, but do have to do, there's two shout outs that we'll need to get through here. Uh, the first being Eli Swain, who uh, gave me, gave, told me that we should do the Fast and the Furious. And immediately I said, yeah, that's the perfect, perfect uh, movie to continue in the bro, the perfect. bro theme. Um, but the second has to be, you can, you can say the second. 
I don't know. <laughs> Come on, you know you know the guy, the guy that's in our lives that loves the Fast and the Furious, and he'll never. Paul Walker. No, no, our a guy that our sister is married to. Oh, Kyle Backer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hayward, who lives down on Gordon Street. Who? <laughs> Gordon Street. <laughs> um. No, yeah, Kyle um, Becker. He he loves these movies, and uh, and we don't. <laughs> no, but he, uh, yeah, he really loves these movies, and I, I personally, I know a lot of people that really enjoy these movies, um, quite a bit more than um, I do. But I'm I'm happy that uh, people get such satisfaction and joy out of a film. It's what Star Wars does for me, and uh, and uh, amongst other things. And so it's cool that people like these so much. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it is it is cool that people get so get so jacked about these. I I never identified with it that much. I've never been much of a car guy. So um, I mean, it's a means of transportation for me. I try to take care of my car, but I don't really care about getting it souped up and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I I drive a Jeep Patriot. Just you know. Middle of the line, pretty pretty standard. He's proud of his country. Give He's him a proud break. Of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a damn rare thing these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, how how did you feel about revisiting Fast and the Furious? Had it had it been a while since you had watched it, or you know, it hadn't been that long. It's probably been a year and a half. Two years, and I actually probably yeah probably about two years ago I decided to go through and attempt to watch all of them, and I only made it through Tokyo Drift, <laughs> um, the first three, and I barely watched the second one. I was doing something while it was on, and then the third one, I thought you know it had a uh, uh, what's his Mike uh, Winchell. Winchell, Mike Winchell, yeah, from Friday Night Lights, and that one that one gets a lot of. Um, I don't know people kind of tear that one apart, but I I didn't mind it. It's a lot better than Tyrese Gibson or uh, Tyrese Gibson Gibson <laughs> in uh in the second one. I really really don't like the second one, but yeah, I I don't have much. So yeah, but basically, you know, watching this one again, I I had already forgotten what it was about, kind of. <laughs> oh really? Already, so it was kind of like mean, yeah. It was kind of. I mean, I've probably seen this movie. I'll go out and say maybe 10 times in my life. Maybe I've watched it that many times in my life. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> somehow I forget the plot every time. Well, because and, uh, it is. It's kind of forgettable. It's and when forgettable. I, and I, when I watch it, I do tune out. And that yeah, that was my easy. biggest thing because I remember this movie fairly well. Like I, I've seen it quite a few times. Um, but, man, yeah, I was really struggling to put the phone down and just watch it this time. Like I really yeah. – really wanted to be doing anything else but once i said once i settled down and really got into it like i started i started enjoying myself it's a it's a fun movie that's for well, sure it definitely it picks up i would say it does. you know but i i guess before we get into that what um so what is your overall your feelings about this movie okay it's a decent movie um i'm just gonna say this and this is a theory that i had on my own but then due to research on the internet i found out that i'm definitely not the only person that's put this together but the fast and the furious is point break with cars 
it's the exact same thing. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah, it's the, it's seriously the exact same movie. Like even even going down to like things that happen within the movie, they bust the guys that they think are the bad guys and then only after they bust those guys do they realize that it's actually the guys that they've been hanging out with the it whole time. It is the same exact thing. It's it's so similar. So similar. Yeah, and like he gets in with the surfers, he gets in with the car guys. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. oh, it's the same And Vin exact is just thing. like this person that everybody is drawn to. And yeah, he's same like Bodie. With Bodie. Yeah. Ja wow, Rule really... is one of the other guys. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, oh, the on. list goes <laughs> on and on. You have to talk about Ja Rule. I don't care. <laughs> hey, about I mean, ja... he has to be brought up eventually. He's uh, the worst, dude. He oh, is. So Monica! But no, um, other than that, though, other than the fact that it is completely point break, except for with cars, um, it's a fun movie. I definitely enjoy it. I don't want to watch it again for a while. I think this one this time, the only reason that I wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it that much is because I had just watched it last year, probably within within a year I had watched it. And so this time sitting down and trying to watch it the whole way through was like, I know, I know everything that happens. I, I get it. I, I get it. Um, but it, it was kind of fun to kind of sit down and kind of analyze it though. Like really critically look at it as a film. I know. So I, know. I, I enjoyed that, but cool. Yeah. Anything, yeah. any other, any general thoughts that you had? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd kind of say the same thing. It's, it was almost like bad boys. It was very similar to bad boys for me where, it was it was actually cheesier than Bad Boys for the first while. Like there is just so much stuff it's in the beginning really of this movie. Really cheesy, it's man. Just really, really bad. cheesy. Really, really bad. Um, it, all the way down to like the weird two thousand ish clothing that's worn and like the weird rave type feel. But then like a lot of the music changes too. There was a scene, especially like the first race that they go to. There's like four music changes in the span of something like a minute or like really? 45 seconds. That was something that was just like, gosh, cause it kept like going and I kind of understood it. They kept going from like certain crowds to certain crowds and kind of playing that type of music. But at the same time, I'm just like, gosh, one of the, f- I want to say my all time cheese, um, moment in this movie for me was, uh, Mia, uh, Dominic's sister, they're at like the house party and she's like, why don't you go get me a drink or something? So then they go, he like takes her to go get a drink, flashes to the next scene and she's drinking a Snapple. <laughs> I, just, Product I thought placement. that was so funny. I just died. I was like, oh, wow. There's That's- actually another line when, um, when Dom brings back, uh, brian to his house and he's like can i get you a beer man you can have any you can have any beer in the fridge as long as it's a corona and i was like oh gosh (laughs) somebody just made some money yeah but that was also i and i looked that line up and it's actually a throwback to something that henry ford said he was like you can have any car you want as long as it's black because that was like they're all black um Mm. that was the only the model t was only produced or whatever anyway um but i thought that line was like oh come on i thought about i thought about calling you today and being like dude you should write down your the least favorite lines too because there there are some i know i I just i 
I have a few. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad because I thought about some of them. But um, all right, before we really start tearing this movie apart, let's let's kind of analyze some of the major players here. Um, the first of which, uh, well, before we even break down any of the the directors or the actors, um, there's man, I didn't write his name down, but there is a writer that wrote an article um, called Racer X. Did you see any of this? No. It was uh, it was an article I think for the Rolling Stones or something like that, but it kind of depicted uh, the uh, back alley or uh, underground street races that were happening all the time, and it was just like a couple paragraphs or maybe a few page article. I read some of it, um, but just talking about the experiences that a lot of them had and how awesome it was and the, just what a crazy crazy thrill it was to do those illegal street races, um, and that's what this entire movie was based on. Um, a couple of other guys, a couple of screenwriters in LA thought that it was a really good idea for a, a screenplay. And so then they put it together. And uh, the director, Rob Cohen, was eventually the guy that was chosen to uh, direct the movie. Um, and I didn't know much about Rob Cohen. Um, I can't remember a couple of the ones that he had. But the two notable movies that he did before this film were Dragonheart and I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Yeah, With Sean Connery as the uh, dragon. And then you're going to love this one, The Skulls. Oh, no way. Yeah, dude, he directed The Skulls with Joshua Jackson and... Um, Paul Walker. Uh, Paul Walker, yeah, yeah. So uh, other than that, I don't think I don't think that he had much going on. It is a on. very... Those two, The Skulls and this have kind of a similar little feel going as far... You can tell that it's the same director. Yeah, yeah, and that made that made a lot of sense to me. Actually, I really put that together, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that totally makes sense." That Paul Walker was in this movie, you yeah. know, because he had worked with the director previously, like the year before. Because I think this came out in two thousand one, right? So that would have been one year, yeah. and then they did this together. Dragon um, Heart. <laughs> yeah, I know. So usually the directors, I, I would like for there to be more information or more interesting things to talk about. But Rob Cohen, I just did a little bit of research on him. He's just kind of a he's just another action director in Hollywood. He's I think a who's just, he, what's he? Yeah, Justin Lin is the guy that took over in four, mm-hmm. five, six, and he did a lot more for the Fast and Furious franchise and mm-hmm. later has done Star Trek and stuff like that. Um, but let's go on to Paul Walker. Now, can you think of the breakout role for Paul Walker? It's a movie that I know that you and I have watched, but I I don't think you're going to get it, so I'll just say it. It's called Meet the Deedles. Oh my gosh, that's his breakout remember? role. That was like his first big movie. Do you remember that stuff? Who was uh No, it's not that's not that Phil Hart or not uh I uh, dude, I don't remember anything about Meet the Deedles. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. What I just remember that Paul Walker was in it. Um but so he did that in 1998. And then he was the heartthrob in Pleasantville. Yeah, Pleasantville, Tobey Maguire. That was like the first big one that he did. So, yeah, you can see how his career started taking off. And then he did Varsity Blues in 1999, and then he did The Skulls in 2000. And so at that point, he's one of the big guys at that period of time. You know, it's like him, Josh Hartnett, Toby Maguire probably is up there too. Josh Hart. I know. Talk about a guy that you just wanted to see succeed. <laughs> like the, the actors. faculty. That was such a good movie. 
back in the day. And it's just, oh man, good call. I love Josh Arden, man. He was yeah, yeah, you know the little pens that he had, like the the things that kill the aliens or whatever. Because they were filled with like cocaine or something. They were filled with like, yeah. Or yeah, was it? It was was drugs of some sort. Yeah. Because he was selling them in the pens and then kids would sniff them. Oh, man. It's going to give somebody an idea. (laughs) Scratch that. (laughs) Yeah, scratch Um, that one. Elijah uh, Wood's in it. Frodo Baggins. Frodo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a great movie. But so Paul Walker was definitely kind of the it guy at that moment, having smaller roles. But then he's given this movie where he's the lead and he's totally like on the Hollywood scene. And this yeah. will spur him to do other things, you know, really, really uh, criti- critically acclaimed movies like Joyride and stuff like that. So, um. oh my gosh. <laughs> Steve Zahn uh, got best supporting that year, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, when he got ripped up. I think he gets killed by, like, getting stretched on a semi. Yeah, he gets... It's really bad. Yeah. That movie is really scary. Joyride. Oh, dude, it's horrible. I remember (laughs) that movie was... That was movie... That movie was really scary. Yeah. I would love to... It's almost Halloween time, so I might have to go back and give that one a watch, because that one is... That was terrifying. No, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Anyway, sorry. Um, but moving on to Vin Diesel. Um, and Vin Diesel was probably the most interesting one because he wasn't he wasn't somebody that uh, just got thrown into stardom. He's somebody that had really worked for it. Uh, he had yeah. gone to film school and stuff like that. Um, I know that he was caught breaking into a theater when he was younger. And instead of getting a punishment, they forced him to be in a play. And then he really liked acting ever since then that's Um, a great story yeah i know right and so he did this in film school or whatever he did this uh short called multifacial which was cost about three thousand dollars to make and that was it was just a very short film just whatever and it was nominated uh at Cannes or con film festival and steven spielberg saw that short film and saw him in it and he cast him saving in Saving Private, Private Ryan, Ryan as wow. Caparzo. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, you know, from from there, you're in Saving Private Ryan, which is just all of yep. great actors. Every every great actor is in Saving Private Ryan. Um, but and then after that, he was the voice of the Iron Giant in uh, 97. And then so he has Saving Private Ryan and then the Iron Giant. And then he plays Riddick in in pitch black which was kind of its own franchise at that point and so being thrown into the fast and the furious wasn't it wasn't um wasn't like the big moment of stardom for him but i think that it kind of led him to do other things with rob cohen actually in triple x so all that to say boom a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of crazy starts for a lot of a lot of people in this movie it definitely threw a lot of people into stardom that's for sure but uh so how much (laughs) What's that? I am Groot. <laughs> His I number one Groot. role. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. That's he hasn't done anything of note in the last in the last while other than all the Fast and the Furious movies. Fast and the Furious and then this. Or I mean Guardians of the Galaxy. So Well, the Pacifier was a pretty big deal, if you think back to it. Oh man. I forgot that existed. <laughs> that is that is a bummer. He must really love <laughs> us to bummer, sing so low. <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah. 
But anyway. But so, how much do you think this movie cost to make in two thousand, two thousand one? I I don't know. I want to say like I don't know. Would they have spent like a hundred million on this? That's that's what I was thinking in my mind that, and I don't I I can't adjust it to thinking back then. But this movie cost thirty eight million dollars to make. Really? Pretty cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised. Thirty eight million dollars, and it made forty million dollars on its opening weekend. So wow. opening weekend makes all of its money back, and then it goes on to gross one hundred forty four million. Um, I believe that that was just domestically i didn't write down what it was worldwide but so pretty successful pretty successful movie pretty insane and then (laughs) all of the and so i wrote this down since then all eight fast and the furious movies have made 1.5 billion dollars domestically and 5.1 billion dollars worldwide oh my gosh that's insane right yeah, that's yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, they're one of the highest grossing franchises. Talk about a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's all that that's all the uh all the background information and uh character actor breakdowns. Oh, so. they they've become just blockbusters at this point, just huge action packed crazy stunt movies that, you know. And that's dudes and, love to go to. And this kind of has like I feel like this has the diehard syndrome to it, where this movie feels very realistic. I buy this yeah. movie. This could totally happen. Every other movie after this, no, completely they're, unrealistic. They're jumping, Don't their believe cars it. are flying out of airplanes with parachutes on. Them, <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. It's like okay, well, yeah, and that's and th- that's the diehard syndrome, man. You know, diehard one, great. Totally yeah. believe it. Every other movie after that, completely no. not. A lot of movies feasible. fall into that, you know. Uh, I mean, these are horror movies, but Saw and Final Destination. Well, actually, not Final Destination one. Final Destination but, has always been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Saw, Saw one is something that it's a standalone movie. You watch it; it is so scary. Um, it's not nearly as gruesome as. Uh, the rest of them. But yeah, then the second one hits and it's like, all right, let's see how crazy of, you know, crazy of deaths that we can do here. And yeah. Then, you know, it just takes off from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. A lot of I movies do that. Yeah. And I mean, we do have to watch these movies at some point and talk about them, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost just puked. <laughs> oh god i don't feel so good <laughs> we gotta stop the podcast dude <laughs> but so getting now getting into the storyline because that's what we really want to talk about is you know this amazing storyline that gets laid out here in, <laughs> in fast and the furious <laughs> so i don't know where do we even start like what parts well, i guess what what parts didn't you like maybe we, what parts did you like well, the initial, you know, the opening scene, they're they're robbing the the big semi truck, and uh, cool intro. I definitely thought that was pretty cool. cool in- well, Letty, the uh, the tough girl, I think it's her in the opening scene. 
She pulls a Christmas vacation, which she does it later in the movie as well. She goes underneath the semi, but she actually she pulls it off. <laughs> and that's like opening scene. And you're like, you know, look, a deer, you know, kind of a kind of a, a situation going on. So that was that was cool. Um, and then, well, okay, so we go from that really cool scene, and then we move on. Um, does it go straight to the no tuna, no crust? <laughs> where, That's what I'm where trying to think. Does it go straight to him eating the tuna? I don't know. I but that's a yeah, because they don't really they don't reveal anything else. And then yeah, so do, he they... meets he meets Dom. Yeah, and then he goes to that street race. Yeah, yeah. So the tuna the tuna fish sandwich scene was. Fine. I hate and the uh, the guy. The Leon that, is it Leon or is it Vince or something? Vince is the big guy. Vince, that guy that just walks in and immediately just fights him. You're like, come on, man. Just gee whiz, anger issues up the yin yang. Well, and that's like the thing is throughout the movie he has this big crush on Mia, and it's like, dude, you have known her for so long and it hasn't happened yet, bro. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Third grade or something? Yeah, like, don't get like, don't get angry at chance. this. I mean, geez. You look like you're 37. <laughs> I know, yeah, he looks like he's like 40. <laughs> but it's like, what are you going to do? Just sit there and like pester and harass every guy that tries to date her? Just make her life just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought that was just, dumb but i mean it's yeah. it's convenient storytelling it's like this guy really likes her and he's just gonna be overprotective and blah blah but yeah that was that was dumb but so the first the first street racing scene um what do you think of that i thought that it had probably the worst background actors i may have ever seen in a movie in my <laughs> entire life yeah it was pretty bad Dude, there was so much. Boy, time to go home. That was the director. Rob Cohen was the pizza guy. Was it really the pizza guy? Yeah, that was his cameo. Um, (laughs) But man, when like Dom's giving a speech or something, and there's so many people in the background, just with such animated faces, like, oh, dang, you know, and you're like, gosh. I I mean, like, I get it, you know, but there was there was way too many individuals that I just noticed and focused on. Oh, but. Um, cool but scene. once again, thirty-eight million. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that's we true. Didn't pay a lot for extras here. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, so I thought that that was. I thought that was. It was a cool scene. It's fine. But yeah. then they race. <laughs> you know, then then they. Uh, he gives up the pink slip, which I'm immediately like, "Don't do that." Mm-hmm. And because uh, you know he's gonna lose, and. So far, though, I will say, so far, I'm liking Dominic Toretto. I'm liking Dom. I'm liking Vin Diesel. Paul Walker, I wasn't really convinced well, yet. Let's, um, let's start off. That's a, that's a good, good place to go, though, is, is how do you feel about Paul Walker um, or more his character? Is it Brian Spilner? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, ultimately, I mean, I don't know. He just is not the best... I don't know. I think it was I think it was most it was probably more so a character thing. Just the character development on his on him is just kind of weird and you don't really understand his motives and uh he's just I don't know. He just doesn't seem like a cop. 
Yeah, it wasn't all. it wasn't that believable and it it also felt very Keanu Reeves-ish in Point Break. Um Keanu's such a better cop though. You just believe that he's Yeah, you bought a it. police officer. Yeah. They show him shooting targets at the beginning, so you know, it it proves that he's a good shot. He's out in the field. It doesn't really do anything like that. Yeah. For Paul Walker. It doesn't like go to like a separate scene of him doing some crazy cop thing, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's also very convenient that he just is super into cars and like a crazy good mechanic at the same time. I know, you know, um, but I don't know, man. I I hate to I t- I hate to speak ill of Paul Walker, um, being that he oh, yeah, you know yeah. that he's deceased now. But um, man, he I I really didn't enjoy his acting chops in this movie. I think it's really it's really lacking. Um, and I, yeah. I don't know how much of that is in the screenplay and the writing or if it's him, but I mean, there was a lot of like, there's a lot of bad moments just, oh yeah, you know, Paul Walker just walking around. Like it just, dude, I almost had you. Uh, it's a good scene. I know. Um, bad. but I mean that, that there's a lot of complaints I had, but for the most part, he was pretty good. He was, he was, he was decent. You know, there was just, there's a couple wincy moments in there, I guess. Um, but the idea, yeah, by the end of it, he does, he does, there's a few scenes that are pretty on point. Yeah. By the end of it, you're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. You know, and then when you see him in the other, I think, uh, not really the second one. I think that's, he's a little better in the second one, but you have Tyrese Gibson in the mix who is just terrible. Um, but as they go on, I think you just kind of start to love Paul Walker mm-hmm. in my, I don't, I guess I haven't even seen that. <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're speaking with talking. like little to no knowledge. To everybody you're right <laughs> You just really start to love him. After. I mean, when are you going to stop this lie? When are you going to stop? <laughs> One thing I will say, this might be besides the point. They start this movie out. Everybody pulls up in cars and gets out. And you have Vince, Leon, Jesse, Letty, Dominic, Toretto. All these people get out of the cars. And you're like, boy, oh, boy, not many of you made it to the other movies, did you? (laughs) Dude, everybody's gone, man. (laughs) Yeah, everybody. It's just like, wow. They just kept, like, the core two, three there. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody from the first movie is just wiped. Yeah. No, I hear you. Speaking of that, if you haven't seen this movie... I don't know. It's Fast and the Furious. How have you not seen this? It's the original. But stop listening because we're going to start spoiling stuff pretty quick here. Um, mm. But yeah, interesting cast. Um, I, I think that Brian Spillner was fine. I enjoyed his character. I think he has a lot of good moments. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Do you want to jump into favorite scene, favorite character, and uh, favorite favorite line? And then maybe we can uh, break uh, it down from there. Sure. Or was sure. there anything you else you ahead. wanted to focus on? Um, um, let me check here. I will, well, (laughs) just want to spend just a half a second talking about the bad guy, Rick, and his little partner, Lance, (laughs) because I just can't even, I can't even take that little Lance guy. Oh, dude, I know exactly. If there was a least favorite character that I was picking, it's him. He's easily my least favorite character. He's little tight gold pants on. Yeah. What do you think, Lance? He just always is asking this little weird guy. It's like, gosh, I'd be like, get this little weird guy away from me. I know. It's creepy. Well, and like, like, is it Rick is the other dude's name? Yeah, Rick something. Yeah. But, I mean, because he's, you know, like he's a decent looking dude. Probably looks like he's in his late 20s, you know. Makes sense that he'd be doing all this. Lance, 
right? His name is Lance. Lance yeah. looks mid forties. I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> mid forties, kind of a feminine gentleman. You know, yeah. He's uh, he's just uh, I don't know. He's it's him and Rick. The chemistry between those two, I don't know how they became friends. I wouldn't see Rick and Lance. I think that there needs to be a spinoff. Well, no, yeah. maybe a prequel with Rick yeah. and Lance. Imagine a sitcom about them them living together. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, those. I I agree with you, man. Lance was horrible. I hated him every second of the movie. He just is so weird. It's just like <laughs> such a strange. And we and we have no evidence for why we think that. There's only one oh, word just... that you can say to describe him. It's weird. He's just weird, dude. Talk about weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, t- <laughs> tell me more about weird. I don't know. Uh, he's weird, man. Um, um, other than Lance, yeah. Other than Lance, what characters did you really not like? I didn't like Vince. Um, Vince was meant. Okay, dude. Here's here's one. Um, Vince, obviously, you're not supposed to like him because he's kind of the the douchebaggy character. Um, but there's there's a scene when they go back to they go back to the party after. Uh, Paul Walker saves Dom's character with the guitar, dude. You you've got an electric guitar. You're plugged in, and you're forcing everybody to listen to your music. And all you're doing is going, boom, 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 Like he was just muting, muting three strums, and then ringing out. I seriously think it was just open. I think he was playing an open guitar. Yeah. It's like it's that dude at the party that doesn't know how to play guitar, but he's forcing everybody to listen to him play it. He's because just he just there. He's sucks. so cool. Oh man, they just make it seem like the coolest party in the world. There's like a you know, like some girls and there's you know, I don't know. It's so funny. Yeah, that scene walking into that party. Also, Buffalo Bob is the police captain, so that's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You know, oh. so that's just like you see him, and you're like, "Ugh, I can't even. I don't want to watch you." Buffalo in Bob any role. is a uh, reference to the Silence of the Lambs, so he was the bad guy in yeah. the Silence of the Lambs. Man, that's crazy. I didn't put that together. I was thinking that he was the uh, the uh, federal agent from Evolution, and that's what that's where my mind went. <laughs> <laughs> that tells a lot about you and me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the guitar drove me crazy. I, I just was like, what that, and it just reminds you of that guy that doesn't know how to play that just is forcing everybody to listen to him at a party. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but also, um, a moment in there when they're all watching the movie together, uh, they're watching, uh, the dragon, which is the story of Bruce Lee. And that was directed by the director, Rob Cohen. So that's kind of funny. That's one of his first oh, okay. movies. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, man, other than that, uh, characters that I didn't like, um, Jesse wasn't a big fan. Um, no, not too much. I I thought he was okay. There was a midpoint where he kind of had his little moment, talked a little about a a bit about his past and stuff. And I thought I kind of was like, okay, cool. But then just the ending, all that stuff. Also major spoiler. They don't even tell you if he's dead. Like they just don't revisit that at the end. I think it's like, pretty clear shot. that he's dead, though. 
He's just gone. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's when I watched it. I didn't really think about it afterward. I was, yeah, he just got mowed down by an automatic he just, weapon. He's dead. But oh, that's that's true. Rick and Lance. Yeah, Rick and Lance, man. They're definitely <laughs> Lance might not have died. Lance definitely didn't die. He had a couple of bruises and bumps, but he's fine. Rick is Rick dead. is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call nine one one. But um, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't love Jesse though. I he said something. Um, he was like, "I thought you were gonna get me like a ten second car," and then he says, "Not a ten minute car," or something like that. And then Jesse says, "You might have to push it to the finish line." And it felt like that guy in the group that when somebody says an obvious joke, he still has to say what's obvious about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Oh, I know. That's why it was funny. Or like a 10 minute car. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, All right. Buddy. And then when he like, when Paul Walker destroys his first car, uh, trying to beat Vin Diesel, um, he walks up yeah. and says, was that fun? And I don't know. Ever since then, I just didn't like him. But he's fine. He's fine. I just didn't. I didn't love him. It's fine. He's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So, anything? Anything else? Uh, as far as characters go, I mean, um, we might as well just say our favorite characters. Uh, I would think. I don't. I don't know what yours is. I'm just gonna say mine. Mine's easily Dom. I think I tried to stray away from yeah. the main characters. I usually do, but there wasn't but, there wasn't any other character that I even liked besides Dom in the movie. I think I'm gonna go with Buffalo Bob. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Big Tuttle from from Basketball. <laughs> Do you see him in there? No, he's the security guard at the uh, race wars. He's a security guard. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and Big Tuttle. Hey yeah, Tuttle from basketball. Oh, hey Tuttle, man. I guess that's why we move around a lot. Yeah, that that cracked me up. That's really Just funny, man. Oh, good way uh, to notice it, dude. Good job. Um, but yeah, Dom is Dom is by far the coolest part of the movie, and yeah. Vin Diesel is very believable in that role. I didn't really. He didn't feel like Vin Diesel. He felt like Dom to me. Um, so, and I think, I think the moment that sealed the deal for him being the favorite character was the speech that he gave about his father dying in that drag race. And he thought he was hearing the screams of his dad, but it was actually him that was screaming. Um, I thought that was a really good moment and it, it demonstrated that he's, he's a really, really cool dude, but, uh, he's more than that. Like his, his character has some depth. And uh, at the end of the movie, you know, everything comes to fruition and him never wanting to drive his dad's car and all that. And I, I dem- yeah. or Dom's awesome. So I understand why. His he- motives, his storyline were all clear. Yeah, I get it. And I totally get his motives. Point. Perfect cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, and there really is nobody else in the movie that is as believable as him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is either a major side character, like Letty or the other guys of the group. You understand Letty's moments or motives and stuff, but she's just in this one. I've I've seen her in bits and pieces of the other ones. <laughs> You're lying right now, Danny. You're lying. I've seen him on HBO, like you know, bits and pieces. Rutter, well, I've seen her in Avatar. Better review online, and I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. I've seen her in other things, and she's better at the tough girl in other things. So I think this is maybe one of her first casts as being the tough girl, and she didn't do it 
that well, especially with whatever they dressed her in, like the weird sunglasses she was always wearing. Yeah, um, I don't know. I li- it was very two thousand ish, yeah. I guess. So I don't really know at the time. I liked you know. I liked Letty enough though. I thought it was cool. I yeah. I remember being insanely attracted to her when I was younger. When she goes see wow. ya and like blows past that dude, <laughs> and then she like opens her mouth and like exhales and then sinks back into her seat. And I don't know why that just move was. Really attractive to me. Wow, yeah, so David. had a little crush on Michelle Rodriguez when I first saw the this professor movie. has uh, yeah. has confessed. It's true. A little I bit thought she was very role. attractive, um, but and she, you know, she kind of has that tomboy thing going on. That's uh, it's good. It's kind of exactly like Point Break again, um, but it is. She's just a better version of Tyler in Point totally, Break. Totally, totally, a much better version, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, but. Yeah, Dom's the best. <laughs> well, I know what you think. I'm talking to myself. Got it. <laughs> I know you think she's a better version. <laughs> um, but all right, so both of us favorite character Dom. Anything else? I would. I don't know if I would even bring anything else up because there's some lines that I think we need to we need to talk about. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you want to do favorite line or do you want to do favorite scene first? Um, we can do favorite scene and then go into the lines. Good call. Um, all right, you, you do your favorite scene, and then I'll do mine. My favorite scene, funny enough, is, like, the same thing as Bad Boys. I had, like, the same exact two favorite scenes. It's when, uh, um, they're racing to the, the train tracks at the end, and they beat that train, and it's just, like, the, the camera work is a little weird in it. It gets a little, like, fuzzy and blurry, but, uh, I think, honestly, my favorite scene is them making it past the train and then looking at each other. And Paul Walker kind of has tears in his eyes and stuff. And it's like, it's kind of emotional. And then Dom just gets wrecked by that semi. Mm-hmm. That whole that whole scene is probably my favorite of the movie. Because I was just, I was into it. For once in the movie, I was just like... So into it. Full bore into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so. And it's very reminiscent of that that scene in, in Bell's Beach, Australia, in Point Break, where this, you know, there's so much excess in this movie that has been really entertaining and stuff, but the whole movie comes down to the relationship between these two bros. You know, they've gotten yeah. to know each other. They're <laughs> like how I tied that in, uh, but <laughs> these two bros. These two bros, <laughs> but they, you know, <laughs> one's on the wrong side of the law, the other's on the right side, yeah. and a decision has to be made. And I thought that I thought that the end of the movie was really, really good, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I also really liked the chase scene before that too, though. Um, where Rick and Lance get what's coming to them. I thought that that was very cool. Um, yeah. So I like that. I like that as well. Just that the whole ending, the whole ending is really good. Basically. Yeah, the ending is well done. Basically from Race Wars on, the movie's pretty yeah. sick. It's like the Casa Cristo. It's like, you yeah, know, you just keep on going. That's a Speed Racer reference yeah. if anybody. Yeah. From Race Wars um, on, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, good mm-hmm. call. Good call. Uh, I th- I feel like you might hate my favorite scene, but it's mine, and uh, I had to go with it. It is the um, it is the the raid on on Rick and Lance. <laughs> Gosh, good. No, I'm happy. Yeah. I they deserve to go down. You know, was it just really satisfying watching the guys you hate going down? And the dad punches him and stuff. Yeah, no, for some him. reason, man, um, I don't know. I have this outlook on life where I pretend to be somebody that doesn't like metal music and stuff like that. 
But sometimes you get a good, really hardcore song on in a movie, and I just get so amped. And when it shows everybody yeah. going in, and then Dom and Letty have their thing, and like it's just a cool scene. It just gets me yeah. amped up. And uh, yeah, when they storm into into Rick's house, and the dad slaps him, um, man, I, I it gets it gives me the feels, you know. So for yeah. some reason, man, that part always just got me. That's a good scene, and I like no, that song. A it's uh, it's by a band called. Uh, I believe it's a band called Dope, and the song is called Debonair. So, I don't know. I remember I know, that song sounds familiar. This is the title of it. I may have heard that on. It's good, man. It's yeah. a good song. But yeah. yeah, for some reason that it's just a good montage. Good, good taking bad guys down a montage. montage. And Lance gets taken out and looks really squirmy, and it's funny. He just <laughs> Lance Wood. If, you know, you, you want to hear the noises he's making because it would just. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> Classic Lance. Classic Lance. Uh, anyway. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, man. It's a good scene. It's a good yeah. scene. Favorite line. You you start. Um, okay. Well, I think well, I probably have the same one. Imagine. No, we don't. No, so you didn't go with the classic. I didn't. Huh? I wrote it down, but well, I have two. Um, well, okay, so that's that's the argument, though. Should we just talk about the best line of the movie because it is the best line of the movie, but it's not my favorite. line. It is. Well, okay, so Dom said this is my favorite line in the movie. He says, "I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. Not the mortgage. Not the store. Not my team and all their uh, what have you. Uh, for those ten seconds or less, I'm free." Mm-hmm. That whole line, and I really, yeah, I love it. The way he says it, it's convincing. It's also in the the uh, post-credit scene. I don't know if you saw it, but he says it again in Mexico, and it's it's good. It's convincing. I didn't watch that. So You didn't see the post-credit scene, huh? You forgot about <laughs> I it? I did. I forgot about it. You didn't remember that? <laughs> I forgot about that. I used, I used to sit around. But that's, it's a good line, man. It's uh, there's, a, there's a reason why yeah. I end up saying it at the end of every single podcast, because it's... It's one of those things that, yeah, it's kind of a cheesy movie, but it's a really cool way to look at life, you know? There's, yeah, you can understand. I, I like when people compare their hobbies and something that they believe in um, to their everyday life, you know, living your life at a quarter mile of mm-hmm. time. So it's cool. Very good. Um, my favorite line is, uh, you've actually already said it, and it's totally cheeseball, but I freaking love it, man. Dude, I almost had you. Yeah. I love that. It's I love that. It's, yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's no better way to try it's to... like, why are you smiling? Yeah. You almost <laughs> had me. You never had me. You never had your car. Like, the whole dialogue between yeah. them is the first time that those guys have really interacted. And I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that scene. But I think that, I think that Brian's, um, his tact there was pretty spot on. He tries to play dummy. And he's just so amped that he even got to race and almost beat him. Dude, I almost had yeah. you. Because Dude, I almost had you. Dude. And then Dom says something to the effect of like, ask anybody that races, um, you know, winning is winning. Whether it doesn't you, matter. Whether you win by a mile doesn't or you win by a minute, yeah. winning is winning. Winning's winning. So he kinda he tries to take away from his win. Line. But mm-hmm. it's it's a sweet line. It's great. It is. Dude, I almost had Dude, you. Dude, I almost had you, Dom. Ah, oh, that, 
Dude, I almost had you, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's great That's lines. Any other really bad lines that you just hated? Um, I think I we said a lot of think. them already. But, oh, there's um, even the cops are Hollywood and Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I hated that. You break her heart, I'll break your neck. Yeah. I kind of like that line. That's a good I didn't line. I love that one. I did think something was really funny. They go to like a Spanish bar, shows them outside of like a like a Mexican restaurant or a bar, and it's just called El Gato. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the so cat. funny. I was like, they just named. Of course, it's named El Gato. Yeah, I wonder if that's a real thing or um, not. Also, another funny thing that occurred to me during it is like during the cop chase after the very first race, um, you know, and and they. Uh, um, they kind of get together and, you know, become friends because he saves Dom. Um, the cops are looking for Dominic, and they're, like, yelling his name even. Like, we'll get you, Toretto! And it's just so funny how, like, this, just this street racer guy who did two years or whatever is, like, public enemy number one in Los Angeles, California. And I just thought that's so funny. Yeah. Like, they really just play that up so huge. It's like, he's... He's wanted, dude. He's done. He almost killed a guy once. Well, you know about L.A., man. I mean, you live there. This stuff's going on. Oof. You drive by it all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. These street racers, they're everywhere. Turn, I can't around, talk pizza about boy. it. <laughs> I can't talk about most of it. I'm on the underground, but uh, if I could, I'd tell you. What do you think about them stealing from trucks, though? That's something that we should talk about. The whole ploy here is that they race at very high speeds and they jack from semis. Semi-trucks. And they stop it, supposedly. They, they stop the tr- – or do they steal the, the trailer or – I think they just steal the truck. They just – don't. They, do they steal – I think they steal the truck. I think they just knock the driver out or something. And then they sell – And take the and truck. And most of it has DVD and like – like DVD players and like <laughs> they do all of that for like just some DVD. No, I'm not kidding though, man. It's like DVD <laughs> players was, and like it stereos was like CD players and stuff and all that sort of stuff. I mean, gosh, you couldn't think of any. You got to do something bigger than that. Plutonium <laughs> or something. It's something big. I know. It just it just some seemed plutonium. funny to me that that was the that was the whole gig is that they were robbing from semis and stealing DVD players. I mean. I think we can do better than that. I don't know. You got to think we can write something a little better than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting, you know, the way that they go about it. They shoot the glass out, and then they shoot the seat, and they connect it, and then he jumps onto the truck. Um, It's cool to look at, but, yeah, when you think of it realistically. Also, every single time, it doesn't even matter if they show the driver. I picture the driver as Porkins. Like, every (laughs) single... Every single truck that they're having a trouble back here. Yeah, just like picture this guy that's like, oh gosh, these guys are gonna rob all these CD players. Oh, Porkins. Yeah. Oh, poor Porkins. That's a. I don't know. It's whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's it's an okay plot. I just, if you're gonna be stealing stuff, I think that you could have done something better than that. I. It's like they had to incorporate the driving, like fast driving element into them doing something illegal when really I could think of dozens of things that could get you more money than that. You know what I mean? And I mean, are they driving that small, 
that small strip of land from like LA to Vegas, it looks like. That's what it looked like, yeah. You do that a couple times, the cops are going to be on you. You don't have an out anymore. I mean, there's not yeah. really that many exits off of that, that road. I love how he says there's one point that Paul Walker's like, Highway 10, it's covered with cops or something like that. And it's just so funny hearing somebody, t- like, them writing about Los Angeles when, like, nobody that lives in Los Angeles would call it Highway 10. It's <laughs> just called the 10. Yeah. I mean that's that's kind of a lame. Well, point, no, but, but I mean that's one of those things where, for the sake of everybody else that doesn't live there, they just said that. But if you do live in yeah. Los Angeles, you're like that's not the way it would go. We'll take Highway Ten. Yeah. It's like no, you just take the Ten to Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, um, one other thing. Also, oh you yeah you go uh, ahead. okay. Um, the scene where Rick and Lance dump the oil down <laughs> the guy's throat. So happy you brought them up again, <laughs> dude. Rick and Lance are probably—they might be my favorite part yeah. of the movie. They—they're they, they're the worst, but dude, I love Rick and Lance. We should—the cover of this podcast should just be a picture of Lance. <laughs> we got to at least include it in the comments. I'm—I'm. I'm, it is incredible, dude. I'm pulling an audible, man. Lance is my favorite character, actually. <laughs> Okay, you can't switch. You can't, you can't, you can't switch. switch. This you already said it, David. You already made. You already said it. Um, but no, yeah. When they're pumping the oil, and that is really bad. That's gnarly. Well, and it's also one of those th- those scenes where I just thought about that guy, and he's probably just some dude that works for the car parts place that promised them parts or something, and. He's like, yeah, I got a nine to five job, and now these guys are dumping oil down my throat because I couldn't get them the parts in time. I would be so angry. Now this guy in in tight, you know, tight gold chaps is holding holding the oil can down. Like, yeah, that that's terrible. That's also another part of this movie that's really interesting is like the uh, the racial stereotypes that come out. I mean, they have yeah. you know at the beginning of the movie, it's like. The whole entire crowd is like segregated into their like. I know they're given. Yeah. Um, they're given race. You know what I mean. You have the you have the the Mexican population. You have the Asian and the guy that represents like Yakuza-ish. all the Mexican people is named like Hector or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, and he's that's a very uh, common name. Dude, but he's classic. He's classic. Uh, he's classic like Mexican cast. And so yeah, he, many that movies. dude shows up every guy, time. He's always he's like the Mexican so gangster work. guy. He's gotten so much work. I need to know his we name. We should. I thought about that before this. I was like, I wish I knew that dude's name. He's always great. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, He's in Bruce Almighty. Gets the monkey that oh blows out of his Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> good call, dude. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's, but it's always he's that good. guy. Yeah. I but, that I mean, that, that was just an interesting part of the movie, I thought, at the beginning. It, it's very it's clear. True. There's, like, sta- yeah. racial stereotypes there. Um, mm. But well, what were you going to say, though? I forgot. But it's okay. It wasn't important. It was probably just about Lance. <laughs> probably a little bit more about Rick and Lance. It's either either Tom Hardy or yeah. Lance, so we, we're Gosh. good. I love him. We should figure out what else that guy's in. All right. Any any other thoughts before we uh, before we get get through here? Um, I would just say overall point. By the end of the movie, Paul Walker. Um, or Brian O'Connor, it's just, he's just a really bad cop. 
that's what I would say that I got from this entire movie up until the end. Because when you have like a movie like Point Break, he he stands by his his morals. You know, Johnny Utah stands by his morals, and he still he still tries to arrest these guys. He knows what they're doing wrong, but they're still like brothers to him. You know, but he's still trying to arrest them. And at the end of the movie, there's this huge resolve where he lets you know Bodie go, basically just go kill himself, right? In this movie, he's just like not he's just not a good cop whatsoever. He's just, you know, missing deadlines the entire time, all the way up until the end where he just lets the guy go <laughs> and it's just like, well, whatever, you know, he kills a guy, kills Rick. <laughs> you know, it's just like he's just really not a he's not cut out to be a cop. Well, and I think just that like he can't stand by his I think that that was kind of the the point that they were trying to make at the end of the movie is that Although the people they were after were, you know, they're bad guys like Dom and his gang or his team. Um, they were the ones that were doing all the stealing and stuff. But really, the bad guys were Rick and Lance. And so at the end of the movie, when he's trying to get Dom, it's like he lets him go because he wasn't the bad guy. He already <laughs> killed the bad guy who was Rick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rick and Lance. Oh my gosh. Those two are so good, man. Oh, I just want to watch scenes, scenes of Lance on repeat. It's unreal. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, a little laughing fit there. Oh, no, I'm just, right there with you. You said Rick and Lance again. And it's just like. <laughs> they're real bad guys, are Rick and Lance. And you just picture a little Lance. <laughs> Such a little, little dude, little Asian dude. He's so funny. Oh, that is so good. Oh, oh gosh. All right. Um, but but really, um, I think that that's like the argument that they were trying to make at the end of the movie is that Dom Toretto wasn't the bad guy. There is a, a yeah, worse yeah. a worse guy. But still, yeah, Brian's a bad cop, man. Like he didn't do his He's job, terrible. and then he throws yeah. his badge away. Uh, or no, that's Point Break where he throws his badge away. He doesn't even throw his badge away. But he probably just got fired. <laughs> I don't know what happens. But he <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, no, he's still a cop in the second one. And Tyrese Gibson's like an agent as well. Oh, maybe you're right. Too Fast, Too Furious. Gosh, you know, out of all those actors, how did Tyrese Gibson stick around for so long? I just don't. I'm just not really a fan of his. I'll just come out and say it. I just don't. Left cheek, left cheek, left cheek. Where does he go left? No, it's a line from Transformers. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, Tommy. I never really hung out with the whole gang from high school. I think we're both, like, worn out from that Lance and Rick laugh. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, any... any Whatever. Fast and the Furious is fine. It's a good movie. It's fine. fine. Yeah. It was a fine. it was a good time. Definitely we did it definitely it. adds to the Ultimate Bro movies. I'd say Yeah. I'd say that all of these movies <clears throat> kind of represent a different culture in bro movies. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. D- a different a different type of of bro yeah. movie. There's definitely you know? plenty more that we could have done, but I think these these three stand out 
for sure. We'll get to them. You know, we'll get to them. We got we got a lot of other themes, but yeah, there'll be some more bro movies. But these we chose these all because they did represent two like two dudes that were dealing with their relationship throughout the movie, rather than having some romance going on. Which I mean, there is in these movies, but the the central theme is the the relationship between the two dudes, and um, this one definitely was it was really good. So, um, but. All right, let's ask a standard question, man. We both know the answer. <laughs> it was way better than School of Rock. <laughs> In no way is this movie better than School of Rock. Sorry, no Kyle. Way. Not even. Sorry, Kyle. But we Our love brother-in-law, you. Kyle, loves these movies. And he is among the majority. So we are in the minority on that. And we understand it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not as good. You put, you know, I know we always, we say it every week, but we put Jack Black into this movie, maybe as the police captain. Lance. Does a little fleeg and geegan. You don't take out Lance. <laughs> you don't take out Rick or yeah, Lance. You leave those guys insane. <laughs> you take out Rick and Lance, this isn't even a movie anymore. I'm serious, man. They should get a Rick and Lance prequel or something. Oh, it'd be so good. I want to, yeah, I want to know. Or Lance's life as he's just completely, probably, he's probably like paralyzed or something now. After that fall. Could be. All about Lance. He's just comp- Lance, Lance tells all. It's like a special. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after. <laughs> Dateline nightly. I was in that, that street gang thing in LA for a long time and I went down a really bad road, but I got ran off that road and. Change my life around. <laughs> and and tell us more about Rick. He's like, Rick. <laughs> he just breaks down. He was my best friend. I love Rick. I miss you, I miss Rick. You, Rick. Very good. Oh, oh all boy. Right. We can That's the last night. thought about Sorry, last thought everybody. about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> we love Rick and Lance. That's what I discovered. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but all right, so that that ends our uh, bro theme or uh, bro movie theme. There, that's that's the three, and uh, I guess we decided during the podcast that we're gonna do sports movies this next month. Oh, you! It's my birthday, and you're yeah, gonna do I'll that do that for, for me? your birthday, dude. An entire wow, month of all movies birthday. that you want to do. That's great. Wow! <laughs> Thanks, David. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thanks, Professor. Yippee. Happy birthday, Diggs. Um, but I don't know exactly how we're going to do that or what movies we're going to pick, but uh, we'll get going on that and be looking forward to doing that next yeah. week um, or the week after, something like that. But, uh, yeah, go ahead with the... Uh... Well, we got a little social media shout-out here. Uh, Instagram, we are at Professor Podcast. We love Instagram. I'm sure so do you. So please uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a double tap. We are on Facebook, Professor Jones. We are also on SoundCloud, Professor Jones. Um, besides that, we have a little Twitter account, Professor underscore Jones. Uh, it's, a, it's a great deal. So check us out. Big shout out to uh, Leanna Preston for the artwork that she has done. We are working on some cool ones for these, uh, for these bro movies. Um, and also big shout out to Michael Scorbin, Michael Corson, that is. Um, for doing the excellent intro and outro that everybody hears every time. So, Well, it's very fitting that I would say it. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for listening. Living our lives quarter mile at a time.